Welcome to Cellmates, the uh, podcast where we compare two cellular telephones. Uh, what makes what? each one? No? Uh, cell, uh, referring to an animated cell. So we're comparing two animated movies. That have jail cells in them. And we're comparing which animated cell is best. Is that what's going on? Something like that. Okay. It's either that or like comparing, analyzing, and generally like picking apart two animated uh, feature films. Is it true that they're uh, usually Disney? Often, but not always. And they're uh, usually musicals? Often, but not always. And they're usually good? Often, but uh, not always. Not always indeed. We've got kind of a mixed bag here today. We do, um, but before we uh, start talking about our bag, yeah. first, uh, welcome to the podcast, Dick Ward. Oh, hey, welcome to the podcast, Kate Phillips. Uh, thanks, uh, regular host, regular co-host. What? Oh, I, I'm. you're also a regular co-host. I sure am. It's so funny that we ran into each other here. Yeah. At this podcast mm-hmm. where we live. Like yeah. teachers live at a school, we live at a podcast. Right, right. We sleep here. We have cots and yeah. things. Uh, Dick, what are you uh, what are you drinking today for this podcast? Uh, well, I've got myself a, uh, a fine beer here. Mm-hmm. It uh, espouses to be a merman pop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> merman. Uh, Merman New York IPA from the Coney Island Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. It has on its uh, cover here a, uh, a merman with a crown and a trident and no pupils. Uh, That's creepy. And he's got like a tail. And yep. he has fish like. Tail. Yep, fish he's tail. A mermaid. Merman. He's merman. Pop. And he has some like bitchin' tribal tattoos. Uh, yeah. A lot like uh, The Rock has. Yeah. If we're going to be honest it's here. Interesting. Like, kind of like the, a Samoan. Right. And the rock has a fishtail as well. Is that that's correct? Okay. Actually, yes. Great. Uh, they hit it. Um, he actually had a fishtail reduction mm. uh, when he was a wrestler, and he wore like a bunch of really flashy shirts and pants to like kind of cover the scars from the surgery. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, then this fishtailed rock is the uh, perfect symbol. Yes. Of the uh, good dinosaur, which we watched today. Of the two films we are uh, talking about today, okay. which, if you haven't figured out by our constantly joking manner, yes. uh, they are The Little Mermaid yes. from 1988. And The and Littler Mermaid from 1989. <laughs> and Moana from 2017. 2017, yeah. 17. This is 2018. That's correct. Not to date the podcast, but it is September something, 2018. No, 2016. Great. Because 2017 was Coco. That is correct. 2016. We saw it opening week. Opening week. Together. Not opening day, but opening week. This is actually the first movie we've talked about on the podcast that we both saw for the first time together. Aww. Aww. Ooh, that's cute. <laughs> this should be a better movie. It's, no, it's fine. It's a good movie. I like it. All right. Um, so. Kate. Hey, Kate. Yeah. Uh, Kate. Hey, Dick. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Why, why would we pick these two movies and pair them together? Well, uh, for the for starters, um, they're both about water, uh, mostly. Uh, no, that's the surface reason. But 
Um, there's a lot of ways to kind of compare these two movies. I think it's a good conversation. Did you say a lot of ways to compare these two movies? I did not, but I should have. (laughs) Um, You shouldn't have, I can assure you. (laughs) We got uh, two uh, strong female leads. Mm -hmm. The movies are centered around these female leads. Um, They do live on, near, under, beneath, uh, in the water. And um, they come from pretty posh situations, but still they want something more. And so I think it's going to be interesting to compare them because they kind of, at least for now, bookend the, you know, Disney movie musicals of Mm -hmm. our generation. The Mm -hmm. first one being Little Mermaid and really the most recent one being Moana because I don't think Coco counts. It's Pixar and it's not really, it has music in it, but it's not really a musical. Yeah, most of the music is... Either diagenic or non-diagenic. I forget which one is which. Whichever one means that's actually happening. Yep. Uh, also, these uh, movies are both uh, directed mm-hmm. by uh, Musker and Clements. That's right. Who you may know from either Treasure Planet or Atlantis or Titan AE, whichever one they made. <laughs> Those all blend together in my head. Uh, Look for it on a future episode. Absolutely. Uh, but the, the a Little Mermaid. Uh, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Hercules. Hercules. Uh, Treasure Planet. I do know that one. Um, and Princess and the Frog. Oh, and, yeah. Yep, and Moana. So they've got uh, a mixed bag in their uh, I have no, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Nothing but nothing but A+. Plus but it material. is Musker and Clements, and they're very lovable, and it's we're going to talk about them at, at oh some my God. point, I'm sure, as I just, well. I want to watch those two just, like, sit next to each other and talk. They're the best interview. Like, they're, no matter what movie they're working on, they are the best interview, like, individually and together. Even if the movie is terrible, I, I feel like it goes up a point, because I'm just like, oh, you guys are you guys are nice. They are great uh, extemporaneous storytellers. Yeah. So, all right, let's get started. Uh, should we just run through, well, first, Little Mermaid. Uh, yeah. Tell us about where you were when this movie came out, Dick. Oh, yeah. I've got a good story for this. You go first. My story's better. No. Um, I was born, but not really... Um, <laughs> See, my story's way better. Than I'm not, I wasn't really intaking. I was wrong. I think it's 1989. <gasps> I'm so sorry. Oh, this is a giant Disney sin. This is a faux pas. It's 1989. Cause I'll, I was... I'll edit this out. I'm not editing this out. Sorry, go ahead. Because I do know that I was two years old. I like I was aware of the Little Mermaid. Um, Beauty and the Beast was like my first new jam, like in theaters. I did not see Little Mermaid in theaters. Yeah. Um, I was kind of aware of it because my two years older cousin like was obsessed with it. Yep. She had red hair. Ariel had red hair. Wow. So I I feel like I grew up more familiar with the soundtrack, um, the songs from Little Mermaid than the actual movie. I feel like I really was unclear on everything but the most basic plot points until maybe about 10 years ago, (laughs) which is real sad. Wow. Um, Well, I mean, I knew what happened in the songs. I just was kind of fuzzy on the in-betweens. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, yeah, that's my Little Mermaid uh, background. So uh, I was six or seven Mm -hmm. at this point, uh, depending on what month it came out. I'm not going to be bothered to look at Wikipedia because it doesn't really matter that much. Um... And I was uh, very excited to see Little Mermaid. Um, I was a Disney fan, uh, even though um, movies like Oliver and Company had come out. 
Uh, I really loved Oliver and Company. I, I loved uh, The Rescuers Down Under. Well, I was a big Billy Joel fan as a kid. Yeah, but can you tell me anything about Oliver and Company yeah, right now? Yeah, a Billy now? Joel song in it. Great. There you go. Also, it's based on Oliver, the musical. Okay, good callback, man. Thank that's you. That's a good memory. Um, so, uh, yeah, like I was a Disney fan, and uh, like to me, it was all Disney, like from Snow White to Rescuers Down Under. It's just like, yeah, Disney, it's great. It's all great. Uh, um, I've grown. Uh, but so I was super excited to see it. Uh, I had a friend over and we were like getting ready to go. Uh, my sister was, um, what was she at that time? So she would have been like three and she was excited to see it, but she was also excited to wear, uh, one of my mom's dresses and high heels and chase the cat around the house. Uh, so one of those high heels got caught on the dress uh, the other one slipped on our linoleum floor, no. and she tumbled headfirst down the stairs, uh, which were also linoleum with like metal edges. Uh, so she split her her head open. We went to the hospital. She got stitched <laughs> up, and then <laughs> we still saw Little Mermaid later <laughs> that day. Uh, and I love this story. <laughs> it was worth it. It was so very worth it. Does she have memories of that day, like uh, both age-wise and like concussion-wise? Like I, she she remembers various things. I think she remembers that because we've told the story so much. Sure. Like I don't know if she actually remembers it, but I think the memory's been just like implanted into her mm-hmm. head. Yeah. Well, neat. Uh, so yeah. that's a great story. Yeah. Much better than mine of just being alive. Yeah. Uh, so Little Mermaid. It's like, why even write a song about being alive? Like, come on, Sondheim. It's not that exciting. We all do it. We're bending genres now. Thank you. We'll stay in one musical theater yeah. lane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Little Mermaid and uh, speed summary um, about this uh, mermaid. She's right. little. Timing you. Go. Uh oh. You, you are. Tick, tick, you tick, have tick, an tick, invisible tick, tick, stopwatch tick, 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 in your hand that he is just pantomiming right yeah, now. Yeah. Okay. Not real, unless you're George Michael and have an internal metronome. I do not. All right, Little Mermaid. Yes. There's a mermaid. She's little. Her name is Ariel. Uh, medium size. Uh, she's pretty little. Okay, fair. Uh, she's a teenage mermaid, um, and she's a princess. Her yes. father, King Triton, rules the sea, or at least they're part of the sea. Yeah. Um, and, like, she likes her family, she likes her dad, but she's kind of, like, scatterbrained because she really wants to know more and be a part of, you might say, um, above the sea, the the world of the land. And not, the, not under the sea where she lives. No, not under the sea, which it's unclear if that's the... Uh, I don't think that's the correct preposition. No. Like, almost definitely not. Like in the sea. In she the sea. In the sea. Under the sea would be deeper in the sand with that uh, hot crustacean band. That's correct. Go ahead. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, you're really... You, I paused the, you are not going to dock me on... I paused the fake stopwatch all for right. that. Uh, so, she lives under the sea, but she wants more. Than this provincial life. That's a different movie, different ah. podcast. Don't get me excited. All right. Um, she bobs around the ocean finding artifacts from the human world, shows them to her friend Scuttle, who gives her a lot of really funny but uh, terribly misinformed uh, uh, labels and things. You can Um, use a fork to comb your hair. I've done it. You can. Okay. 
Um, so then you also know about these humans, including this guy, Prince Eric. And uh, they're on a ship. They're humans. They're not people. And uh, eventually this ship gets caught in a storm, um, but not before Ariel spies him. And he kind of becomes the uh, the focus of her human world um, love. She he, does want things outside of romance, but mm-hmm. that kind of kind of becomes the sticking and point. He kind of looks like John Stamos. Yeah. So like we all get it. Like not as good looking as John Stamos, but like a similar vibe. All right. Um. So they get they get shipwrecked. Ariel saves his life, sings at him. Yes. Um, and, uh, he wanders off and before he sees her, cause I think there's probably an implicit rule that people can't see more people, at least for the first three quarters of this movie. She seems to dive away pretty fast. Like huh. she doesn't let him see her. Anyway, that's something to ponder. It's like she'll turn back into a toy. Uh, yes. Permanently or something. Yes. Cool. Um, so, meanwhile, uh, her friend Sebastian the Crab, uh, con- royal conductor, I guess is his job title, yeah. uh, tries to convince her to stay under the sea, or rather in the sea. Yeah. Uh, she's not having it. What they, so, what they got up there but sand? No sand here. Yeah, there's sand Zero both places. Sand. Uh, so, Ariel's like, no, no, no. I want uh, this Prince Eric fellow. I want uh, legs and the whole shebang and what do you call them? Uh, feet. And so she makes a deal with the sea witch Ursula yes. um, in a fantastic musical number. Uh, Ursula wants power over King Triton, and she figures Ariel is the good kind of ransom for that. So she makes a deal with Ariel that she will make her human for three days if Ariel gives her her voice. Now, this is tricky later on because it's the only way Prince Eric knows who she is. He was still, like, concussion-y, probably like your sister, soon after she tumbled down those stairs. That's right. She identified with this movie a lot. Right? (laughs) Mostly with Prince Eric. She never found the mermaid she saw after her (laughs) concussion. Um, So he didn't see his his, um, savior. He only heard her. Yes. So now Ariel's got three days to get true love's kiss, uh, presumably from Prince Eric. Like, Ursula doesn't specify who it has to be from, but Ariel's pretty convinced at this point. Um, She really does not, like, go for other options. No, she doesn't. Like, I bet she could have got that, like, weird chef to fall in love with her. Yeah, maybe the chef. Like, that could have been true love. Does it have to be her true love or someone that's truly in love with her? Unclear. All these true love things are unclear, right? Divine is really Like, maybe it's her sister who can make icicles. Like, it's unclear, right? Cool. But not kiss. That would be weird. Okay, moving on. I like icicles, though. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, so, which means that she has to convince him uh, with her looks, her pretty face. Oh, uh, ooh, and uh-huh. uh, don't underestimate the... Uh, uh, of body language. Power, right? I Power think so. Power body language? Yeah, I forget. Um, and she almost does it. Like, she's so good at it, and the animators are also so good at it, that Ursula gets uh, a little spooked. And so she's like, screw it. I'm just going to be human myself. I'm going to pose as Ariel with her voice, or at least the voice of Ariel. Um, I'm going to get Prince Eric hypnotized and to marry me so yep. that Ariel turns back into a, uh, not only a mermaid, but a little, like, shrimp, uh, oodly like person. Like a little oodly person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like like you get like you get when you when you when you break a witch's uh, promise. Yeah, uh, it's just what you get. Yep. This is a great speed synopsis, Dick. We're doing an ace job. We're doing so good. <laughs> ace job. I don't know if the audience can tell, but we're doing a good job. No fat on this whatsoever. No fat on this. We trimmed the fat. This um, is going smoothly. <laughs> There's nothing distracting us from what we're supposed to be doing. We don't have any asides. I think this is flawless. Let's get back to it before the audience notices. Eric is about to marry Vanessa, mm. the uh, sea witch in disguise. Mm-mm. And uh, things go wrong, right? All the animals start to rebel because Scuttle and Flounder and Sebastian are like, nope. Yeah. Uh, they decide to help Ariel. So the wedding gets kind of screwed up. And the uh, shell necklace. Is this all those creepy animals who were like perving on Ariel and Prince Eric earlier? Is it like the same animals? Like the shalalas? Yeah. Uh, Maybe some of them. Yeah. Often. uh, A lot of them. Yeah. Um, So the shell thing that Ariel's voice is in gets broken. Ursula turns back into a sea witch. And so she's like, well, screw that plan. I'll just get Triton to sign away his life rights uh, to get Ariel back. Yep. And he does, and then he turns into a little early oodly guy. Oodly guy. And then uh, for a reason, like becoming queen. Correct. She like jumps to like a hundred times her size, uh, which means that it's a lot easier for Prince Eric to poke his boat into her tum tum. Yeah. And she just explodes. Yeah, you try and stab a small person with a boat, you will not get them at all. Yeah. I feel like there, the, there, we didn't really know this was an option, but good thing it was. Yeah. Um, so she's dead. Triton turns back into a king, and all the oodly people turn back into mermaids yeah. and mermen. And merpeople. Yeah. Like Merfolk. Gender, is actually gender what binary. Merfolk. Be damned. Um, and so Ariel gets to. She's a mermaid. Yeah. But then uh, Triton says there was just one more thing. How much I'm going was, to miss her. Okay, I was going to do a bit. It's oh. fine. But it's also, there's just one problem. Oh, one problem. How much I'm going to miss her. There we go. And Shoo. they're sitting in poo water while this happens. <laughs> Guys, water's blue. I, seriously, though, if you look at that scene, they are sitting in poo water. It's supposed to be sunset. It's they brown. knew it shouldn't be blue. Sunsets aren't brown. Well, and okay so Ariel turns into a human because her father lets her and she marries Prince Eric because uh, I guess they just keep the same wedding uh, accoutrements I mean, they, from the planned wedding right they, they're not getting a refund on that stuff right so uh, they get married there's a reprise of the beautiful song Party of Your World and then movie over it's like 80 minutes long it's <laughs> so it's so tight 80 it, minutes no intermission tight is definitely like, how i would describe oh. this movie like it's just scene to scene to scene you're like oh now this scene oh like yeah. there's not anything in it that even even for me who didn't really know the plot details <laughs> until like the last decade there's not anything in it where you're like oh i forgot about this scene it's like oh this one like it's all it's all the sing along scene there's one scene that that we all forget about yeah, but I don't think everyone dislikes Les Poissons as much as we do. I don't dislike Les Poissons. I think it's a fun song. He rhymes, he, 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 he rhymes, uh, He, 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 hon, hon, hon. Yeah, La Poisson, La Poisson, he, 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 hon, hon, hon. It's a great rhyme. It's a great rhyme. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sebastian gets a bunch of business. Yeah. I just forget it's there. Yeah. I also forget it's on the soundtrack. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of places. It's just but... not one of the Aladdin songs no. you think about. It's... 
Little Mermaid songs you think about. Where are you? <laughs> Agrabah. All right. Well, speaking of other movies, that is Little Mermaid in a uh, real speedy summary. In a clamshell. Let's uh, let's see if we can make <laughs> Moana's shorter. I should write for DreamWorks. If she- <laughs> I would be good. That's a good joke. Thank you. That's a good joke. Uh, that joke is in a Disney movie. So let's talk about Moana. Uh, Dick, tell us the plot of Moana. No, I haven't seen that. Okay, that's a lie. Here's the plot of Moana. Mm. I'm gonna, whoa. Also, we were together. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we uh, For parallel structure yeah. reasons, we yeah. should talk about this a little bit more about where we were when we first saw Moana. I was in the theater with you. Did your sister fall down a flight of stairs? Probably. She's kind of clumsy. She's got a lot of kids. She's she, like not a, a lot of kids, too. She's That's like, a lot of kids. She's a regular Tangled or whatever. Because <laughs> she's great, but she's clumsy. Oh, I love your sister. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I do, too. selling her short. I, I said she's great. <laughs> Hi, Krista. Krista, if you're listening to the podcast, just know that I think you're great. And a little clumsy. That's okay. I stand by these words. So Krista will have to let us know what she was doing uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, I'm uh, sure she 2016. was. 2016. I'm sure she was eating turkey. That's or making turkey. Making turkey, probably. Something turkey related. Um, but yeah, we saw this movie together. That's right. Um, in a neighborhood far from both of our neighborhoods at far, the time. Far, far away, yeah. Because that's when we could get tickets for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we walked through the park and waited in line for like what seemed like 10 hours to yep. see some uh, Macy's balloons. And uh, sat behind a man with a very large hat. Oh, yeah. Who very quickly took it off. Yeah. Uh, that but was nice. We both almost exploded at him. Yeah. Because he had a funny hat and then he put it on to amuse the child next to him. Thereby rendering both of our... Like, it was like a cat in a hat hat. And you're talking... Like, I'm little. I'm, like, child-sized as an adult. So, like, if anyone puts on any kind of hat, like a baseball hat, I can't see the screen. But you, you're, like, six foot tall. Six foot... Six foot... uh, Tall. Tall. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, if you can't see, there's a big problem. Yeah, I would describe myself as slightly above average sized... Uh, which means that nothing is made for someone my size. It's (laughs) bizarre the way the world works. All you men 5'10 and less enjoy sitting on airplanes and know that I am miserable. Yeah. So let's talk about Moana. So let's talk about Moana. uh, Run us through the plot in less time than The Little Mermaid. No. So Moana is a girl. Uh, She lives on an island. Uh, she's a baby, and then she's a adult. She is the like empress of Moanaland. Uh, she's, she's a daughter of a village chief. Yeah, she's a daughter of a village chief. She's gonna be the. She's like the heir, heiress, whatever you call, next in line mm-hmm. to be chief when when dad stops being chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has always wanted to explore the waters. Uh, Dad's like, hey, no, you gotta lead our people. Cool. Um, uh, Dick, why does she want to explore the waters? Because she wants to explore the waters. You think? I'm getting there. I'm okay. getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. Hey, I'm getting there. She's always wanted to explore the waters. Uh, Dad says, hey, no. So, uh, 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 back when she was a child, when she was a little, a little baby Moana, she walked uh, into the water. She like let a turtle into the water, and the water like uh, gave her a green rock. Like, the, the ocean, like, got a hand, it messed up her hair, it gave her a green rock. Good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, it's just weird. Just on paper, 
It is weird. No, this is not paper. <laughs> well, I, I'm not, I understand. I'm not writing any of this down. <laughs> if I did, you wouldn't be able to read it. My penmanship is terrible. That's true. It is. That's true. Cool. So, uh, Moana still wants to explore, but she's like willing to accept some of the uh, restrictions of uh, being a chieftainess uh, after uh, she like crashes her boat because uh, she tries to go out and it doesn't work out. Anyway, turns out like, oh man, all these coconuts are going bad and all this crazy crap is happening. And Grandma is like, yo, you know what? Uh, check out what's uh, behind these vines. And Moana's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Grandma's like, no, seriously, take a look. Uh, Grandma, by the way, best character in the movie. She's cool and she's kooky. And she's like super encouraging of Moana. She's like, nah, nah, do your thing. Moana looks behind these like vines. Uh, she goes in there. She hits this drum that isn't clearly uh, a drum to me. Um, but sure. <clears throat> um, and then we get an awesome song. It turns out her people used to be voyagers. So she's like, boom, fuck it. Can we swear on this podcast? Uh, uh, do another take just in case. F it. All right. S, we'll, S, we'll keep both. We'll S, S it and the B. We'll see what the, res- the audience responds to. Right up to. The, the L. All right. I'm a teacher. You guys. Taking the... the- Q to the one. My kids could come up with something for that. All right. Anyway, so uh, uh, she 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 grabs one of these like awesome boats that are made for the ocean, um, and like she goes, uh, she like packs her stuff. Uh, her mom like helps her pack her stuff. What? Why does her mom help her pack her stuff? What are you talking about? They didn't want her to leave. Yeah, are you trying to are you trying to slow this down? No, I'm Do you know how to... much more plot is left in this movie? Yeah, but I'm trying there's a reason that she decides to leave and it's one of your most Look, memorable. I'm working on it. <sighs> All right. Grandma dies. There we go. Great. Uh she gets her stuff packed. Uh mom helps her pack her stuff. Moana like is heading out. Uh she gets on the water. Whoosh. She knows that she has to go to find Maui. Maui's like this, like, kind of trickster god sort of thing. Well, he created, and, like, everything. Yeah. And it's explained to you in the first three minutes of the movie. But I know that I missed it every time. Yeah, no, it's super clearly explained. Um, it is. Uh, so she goes and gets Maui. Maui is like, hey, when a bird does it, it's called a tweet. Worst joke in the movie. And then he, like, sings a song at her. She's like, no, you gotta get on my boat, you jerk. Uh, and they've gotta, like, return this green rock because it's apparently the heart of Tafiti. What's Tafiti? No idea. That's also explained in the first three minutes, but you don't know that either because it goes, okay. Also, you don't really know because... The whole Tafiti thing is a twist at the end. So if it was explained at the beginning, it wouldn't be a twist. It is and it isn't. It's a twist. It's it's a okay. twist. It's supposed to be a twist. The first three minutes are very great. messy. The first three minutes are great, except for the Tafiti part. Yes, I'm slowing this down. I can catch my breath. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, they need to return to the higher Tafiti, but in order to do that, the Rock, uh, Maui, I'm going to call him the Rock, because he's the Rock, the Rock needs his hook back. And in order to get the Rock's hook back, they have to go to the underground and fight a giant enemy crab. Uh, they fight the giant enemy crab, they get the Rock's hook back. Uh, there's a great song. And then 
they fight some co- coconuts? It's in a flipped order. It's They fight the coconut first. Doesn't matter. Because why? Literally doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. We, uh, I, no, it doesn't, doesn't make sense doesn't either matter. place. Doesn't matter. They fight some coconuts. Great. Who cares? Uh, we move on. Uh... They navigate for like an hour. Yeah, I feel they just they navigate and yell at each other a little bit. Um, the rock can't turn back into a shark uh, or a fish or a bird. He tries to turn it into a bird. Yeah. He has trouble doing it. Eventually, he gets there. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, they try and beat this lava guy, and the lava guys are like, "No, I beat you," and he's right. He does beat them. Uh, and then the rock leaves, and Maui's grandma, or uh, Moana's grandma, comes back uh, as like a, um, a stingray, and it's beautiful, and it makes you cry unless you're a jerk and cold-hearted and you hate love. It's a moving scene. That's right. It is. And <laughs> um, then Moana and the uh, Moana goes to like fight this guy on her own and like sneak past him and then the rock comes back and he's like yo I'm gonna help you and he helps her and it's great and then she realizes yo I just gotta put this uh, rock I gotta give this rock back to the fire monster cause the fire monster's defeaty this was a clearly uh, foreshadowed point and yeah, everyone. Uh, everything Moana did in this movie is definitely totally related to her figuring this out at the end. Yep. Also, It's not just a random thing that comes out of nowhere after correct. an hour and a half of sailing. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. Also, there's a stupid bird and there's an adorable pig that for some reason you never get to hang out with. Uh, Kate, I have an important question. Oh, by the way, that's... Moana, it like ends. Oh, she, well, goes, she goes. She goes back to her village, and then they go sailing. Uh, it's basically they voyagers again. Uh, basically, if you take Beyond the Sea and make it a movie, it's it's it, but without Kevin Spacey. Like the Bobby Darren, yeah. biopic. No, the, the Bobby Darren song. The Bobby Darren song. Yeah, they go sailing. I don't know. Uh, Here's the thing. Kevin's, okay. Let me ask you a question, and this is uh, uh, related to the plot of Moana, and yeah. I know uh, this might not be a question you can answer. Uh, the pig, do you, this is not the question, this is lead up to the question. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the pig's name? It has a name. Cool. The, the chicken's name is Hey Hey. No one cares. The pig has a name. Uh, Pua. Pua. It's Pua. Uh, let me ask you this question yeah. about Moana. If Pua met me in real life, do you think he'd want to be my friend? I would hope so. Okay. Like, he seems, he, he doesn't seem like he would meet anyone who he, he wouldn't want to be friends with. Okay, good. But I don't know. I don't know much about information Wait, about him because he's in like literally two minutes. Are you of saying the... he just want to be my friend because he likes everyone, or did, would he think I'm cool? Like both. Okay. Like both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Definitely both. That's a big weight off my shoulders. I know more about Pua from the deleted scenes that we've seen from than the actual movie. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we've established uh, through that plot of Boana. That Moana is an incredibly strong, well-developed character with a lot of wants and needs. But how would you compare her to like a character like Ariel from The Little Merman? Well, Dick. <laughs> so here's here's the thing about yes, Kate. Here's the thing about Disney uh, heroines, and I've mentioned this on a on a previous episode of this podcast or a I future think, episode. I have no idea what order. Yeah, going depending in. on the order. Um, I think sometimes Disney, and this is not just Disney, this is media, you know, fictional media in general, 
um, have a tendency of putting a female lead in who is like physically strong and like mentally smart and just like kind of like you know wiping their hands and be like great we've created a strong female character like no we don't mean literally strong when you create these characters she can be literally strong but a strong female character should have multiple dimensions and like flaws and an arc that she goes on like, as a character like if she's clumsy and then she has a boyfriend no uh, that seems like an arc that seems like a pretty I, as a man, I feel like that's a pretty good character arc for that's a woman. pretty good. That's yeah. pretty much all females are. So, actually, I, like, kind of ironically, because Disney does this a lot, this first movie of the Renaissance in Ariel actually has one of their, like, better dimensional female leads, right? Ariel is, she is curious, she is impulsive, you see this, like... She skips out on her father's weird concert where all of his daughters are performing because she, like, found a dinglehopper in a nope, ship. Nope, nope, nope. You mentioned it. We're going <laughs> to talk about it. I, I didn't stop you during the plot summary because I knew this would be too long of an aside. <laughs> Let's talk about Dad's concert he has for all well, that all of his daughters are yes. in it's a to thing introduce... That his 16-year-old daughter yeah. to, to the, court. the kingdom. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's, like a, it's like a debutante ball, but only for his daughter, and with, like, singing that's conducted by a crab. It's weird. It's There's weird. There's not, like... It feels fun in the movie, but you, like, take a step back, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> Why is What this? is the precedent for this? Who is watching this? But anyway, uh, it's meant to show that Ariel, like, isn't always... Like, she's forgetful because she gets distracted by other yeah. things. So, like, she's distractible, but she's also, like, she really wants this... Like, she really wants to be above the mm -hmm. water, and she is single-minded about that. She will go around her dad's caretaker for her and go straight to the sea witch who has... Real creepy looking eels. That should be your first uh, warning. I mean, uh, that this, this lady is not to be messed with. We love eel and avocado, though. So <laughs> yeah, but they're dead. Let me. And let they me... don't have weird one blinking eye. Well, you don't know that. I don't know that, and that's important. <laughs> when it's in let, my sushi, I don't care. Let me ask you this: uh, 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 as as a former teenage girl, yes. Um, Ariel is a, a teenage girl written by uh, men who probably had teenage girls around this time. Or, or yeah, I mean, I probably think younger if they had. They I, might have been a little. I young, think right? they have kids. Yeah, but they they were you know mm -hmm. older men mm -hmm. writing a teenage girl. As some of it, I think, was stereotype mm -hmm. of like, oh, she doesn't listen to her dad and stuff yeah. like that. But like, how how. True, did you find this and like how much of that like oh my dad is making fun of teenage girls vibe did you get from Ariel? No, so I feel like they actually don't err on the side of like caricaturing teenage girls. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like her grotto is actually really cool and very much like a like it's all this stuff that I found about this thing I'm passionate about. It's got and posters then, on the wall. Well, maybe she does have a statue of a yeah. teen idol uh, when it falls off the ship. She, you also had a statue of John Stamos when you were a kid, so I did have a calendar where I, <laughs> where I yes. photoshopped our pictures together. Yes, me like the twelve year old and him this thirty year old man. 
as if we were like an item. I, I, it's real, and it's like old Photoshop where like you couldn't get the edges. Very, like it's yeah. very like square, pixely also, crap. I've seen his Instagram recently. Like also that that age difference is uh, not anymore. Yeah, you're no. a little old for a stamina. Oh, it's um, both validating and terrifying. <laughs> um, so I feel like they do a good job on the teenage side and then they like let her get married the, like the next day. So yeah. it's like a little bit of like, how old is she? And like... Well, things were different back is, in mermaid days. Is this okay in 1989 to show yeah. a 16-year-old getting married to this like prince who's clearly much older? Like, I don't know. Maybe he's 16 too. Maybe it's just weird all around, but... He looks a little bit more manly. No. I guess no, like, hair on the face or the chest, but... You don't really see his chest that much. No. Oh, you, know, you do. When he's shipwrecked. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. No. You get a good um, look. So, so anyway, for the ladies. I think Ariel as a character actually holds up. Like, the movie, like, doesn't uh, really pass the Bechdel test, right? I guess you've got Ariel and Ursula... We don't really deal, know they're kind of, Flounder's gender. That's true. Um, but we they're like mostly talking boy. about a man or yeah. like a deal that's related to a man. Um, but yeah. You get it, a crab talking to a chef. Does that... Yeah, like what... Like, does where that do you, pass the test? <laughs> I don't really... Um, so I think, I mean, it's very simple in a lot of ways, right? Like uh, storytellers in general, but in particular Disney have found more nuanced ways to tell stories since Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. There was a jumping off point, I think. Um, but I think, in, in general, her character holds up. Um, in general, I think Moana is a good role model of a character. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that she's out there. I mean, if this is the form that we have to have her in, like, I'm glad that she's out there. She is a girl of color. She is making her own decisions. She mm -hmm. certainly has a lot of agency. Ariel kind of has agency. It's challenged in a lot of ways, or she has to seek permission to have agency from a lot of different people. Part of that but is that she's a teenage girl. Sure, sure. Her, her dad still has some some agency over her, right. right? The the thing about Moana that that I really like over uh, Ariel, and I do think in general Ariel is a a, a better character. I don't know if like uh, uh, a a Stronger character necessarily because I feel like I, I I am less favorable towards Ariel mm. uh, than you are. Not to say I don't love Ariel. Um, I think she's awesome, but I think like there's a little bit of like uh, she's just I I feel like she's a little bit unrealistic in some ways and a little bit too on the uh, on the nose for like what they're going for. Mm -hmm. um, Moana, one of the things I really love about Moana is, uh, as a movie and as a character, she has no romantic plot. Yeah. There's none. The The closest we get is a kid who makes a sexy dance at her while she's trying to teach. But, like, also, dance. that kid looks just like a kindergartner that I have this yeah. year. Like, and I had him in pre-K last year. I'm an elementary teacher. Um, uh, so, like, I can't take that kid seriously in general. I'm just like, oh, you're just that kid doing a funny dance. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, I love that kid. Uh, I love that whole segment. Yeah. But, like, she doesn't, like, 
Uh, whereas yeah. Ariel, like, she is obsessed with the land and she uses Eric as a vehicle right. to get there. Like, right. she is also in love with Eric, but I think she's more in love with what he represents, which is the land. Moana is like, hey, I am going out because this is what I want to do. Because yeah. I want to see what's out here and I want to help my people. And I think you can relate that somewhat to a function of, you know, in Little Mermaid, they were adapting a specific fairy tale that's sure. about this. But, you know, they chose the fairy tale to adapt. And mm-hmm. Moana's an original story, so they have a little bit, I mean, they have infinitely more leeway with it. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I like that. I think it's a neat trend that they've been going for. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Frozen had love interests, but it's not about that. That's not their main goal, right. which is great. Um and Moana extended upon that by not even having a love interest. I like yeah. that. So my problem with Moana, yeah. as like neat of a role model she is, is that uh, characters should be dynamic from beginning to end. They should... Well, you know, she's great at the beginning, and then at the end, she's great. Yeah. That's a pretty big shift. So Moana's arc, as I understand it, is this. It's, uh, I'm, I, I want to be on the water. And I also want to help my family. I think I can uh, sell them. Like, I think I can use the water to help my family. No, I can't. Yeah, I can. No, maybe I can't. Yeah, I definitely can. Yeah. Yeah, I did. There's, like, there's not a point where she learns that she was wrong no. about something. She doesn't have character flaws. Right. Like, at all. Well, uh, her hair sometimes gets in her face. Okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, she does it, like, she makes, I, I wouldn't even say that her, like, that first failed sailing attempt is a result of impulsivity as much as a drive, like. Yeah, and it's just the boat wasn't good enough, like, that's not on her. Right, the boat wasn't good enough, and the water is the water, like, no. you have to be gentle with it. Uh, See, now, yeah, but that's a deleted scene. scene. So here's the thing, is that the deleted scenes add some nuance to the movie that I wish was there. Um, but yeah, Moana doesn't change as a character arc. She has this great moment, um, Mm -hmm. in the, like, kind of the climax, the, maybe the pre-climax of the movie with her grandmother there, and she's, like, deciding whether or not she wants to go on without Maui there, and, um, it's this beautiful line by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who we'll talk about later. Who? Um, (laughs) uh... Oh, the, the guy from The Odd Life of Timothy Green. Yes. Yes. And that episode of House. Oh, yes. The guy from that episode of House. Um, But she sings, and it's this, like, beautifully, like, cathartic moment. And the call wasn't out there at all. It's inside me. You know, I am Moana. Um, I'm I'm low on voice today. This is what (laughs) the first month of school will do to you. (laughs) I am a music teacher. I should do better than this. Um, She she normally sings way prettier than that. Thank you. Yeah. It's a beautiful moment, but it's like it's not supported by the text. Yeah. The call is out there. Yeah. The water literally tapped you on the head as a child and gave you a green stone. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's the problem, literally external. <laughs> it's the problem with any any movie where there's a prophecy or mm-hmm. or like something was foretold. It's right. like uh, Moana like has agency sort of, but also the literal ocean will, like, pick her up if she accidentally falls in the water. Right. It will turn her the right direction. Right. It, like, forces Maui to get on the boat. She honestly doesn't do much. She doesn't. She just, she's she's there, and she's neat. 
but can we talk about a character in that movie who does change and have a little bit of growth? You mean Hey Hey? Uh, I do mean Hey Hey. Yeah. Sometimes no. he's stuck in a hole. Sometimes he's stuck above a hole. That's true. Uh, under the hole. Uh, what do they under got? The... What do they got? A lot of coconut <laughs> shells on their heads. A lot of... Up here, we got a lot of coconut shells on our heads. No, Hey Hey is. By the way, Hey Hey is the worst. He's the you worst. want you want a good like I want to love hey, like, hey cute clever ending for hey hey and you don't get it you which don't is get like it. in some ways sweet like he's just stupid he's just an and idiot. there's no like uh, why, reward for is, him I, being stupid I, I made a metaphor of it earlier but this is why you don't name your food yeah. this is why you do not name your food you name hey hey and then you get this idiot rooster walking around. Yeah, but he doesn't look like he'd be very good to eat. He's pretty bony. Grind, grind him up I'd and feed him to other pig, roosters. I'd rather eat that pig, but I don't want to eat that pig. Oh, no, Pooh is great. But, but the pig looks good to but, eat. But seriously, though, I, I want to talk about a character in Moana mm-hmm. uh, that has like almost like a lead character style arc. Like He, he starts weak and, and pig-headed, and then he learns from his mistakes, sort of. And he gains his power back. Yeah, and, by... And he, he, like, learns. By valuing, like, interdependence over independence. Yeah. And uh, stubbornness. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. almost as if he should, like, have a movie based around him. It's almost like... It, let me let me throw this out there, and I know yeah. this is crazy. Uh-huh. It's almost like they were going to make a movie called Maui, mm. about Maui, mm. still starring The Rock, mm. and then they were like... Okay, uh, get it. Well, let's change it back in a while. Barbie dolls sell pretty well. Barbie dolls sell pretty well. Uh, that's that's literally what happened. Um, they did. Musgrave and Clements wouldn't say that it's because Barbie dolls sell really well, but it is. The Maui was the original concept for this movie, um, and they changed it to be being about Moana. And I see, in some ways, like Maui is a deity in um, Hawaiian culture. Sure. And so you don't want to, like, mess that up the way they messed Hercules up. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, yeah, but you don't want to mess it up, especially when you're, like, a different color than them and it's not a dead culture. Um, yeah. it's, it's very much a live culture. Um, but you see that, like, it, as, as Dick was joking, but for real saying, Ma- uh, Maui has an arc. Yep. He has flaws and he works through them and becomes a better person. And... I think Maui doesn't have a whole lot to do in this movie. They've they've reduced his role significantly, um, yeah. significantly. Um, and not that he has to be you know a lead over Moana, but I think he could have even as a sidekick kind of character had more to do because I think his story is the most interesting. Like yeah. he's the one I care about. That at the end of the day, and it, it I think uh, especially having watching having watched the behind the scenes features uh, to the best of our abilities because the blue eye was like skipping around. Skipping all over the place. But it seems clear that in doing proper research on the culture that they were trying to represent, they fell in love with a lot of aspects of it, and they wanted to get it all in there. Which is admirable. Which is admirable. Because Disney has a long history of not doing it this way. Well, they had like a, a one Iranian guy uh, involved in Aladdin. They're so one Iranian friend in Aladdin, and they're one... Chinese friend in Mulan. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, it, it seems clear that they really wanted to, to honor the people. And they put in, like, native dances. They, mm-hmm. they... They had a whole panel. Like, they had... Their, like, story team was half Disney employees yeah. and half, like, a board of people 
in and, the and they the even Polynesian like Islands. worked super hard to make sure Moana's hair mm-hmm. would be like correct like they had yeah, they, they had that one woman come in and like test with like wet hair get her hair wet hair and, and flop it around yeah. to make sure it wasn't like white people hair which is great it's super great uh, and i think that made for me mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie really strong mm-hmm. and established a world i care about it's a great first 20 and then you, you quickly leave that world and then it's kind of like this it kind of gets a little sloppy a little like clear that they don't know where they're going with Moana or Maui. Yeah, in a way that, and we've watched special features on both those movies. Uh, Little Mermaid had a very tight timeline, a yeah. very tight budget because yeah. Disney was like almost bankrupt yeah. at this point, and so they keep repeating the word over and over again: simple, simple, keep it simple. And they did that in Little Mermaid, yeah. and it's a very simple movie. Like it could be probably fill that a little bit more it's certainly if, the animation if you look at the animation uh, and i know we're going to get there at some point but if you look at the animation if you look at under the sea i remember the end of under the sea with all the fish mm-hmm. right i remember that being like a thousand fish fish and fill the it's, screen it's like 30 they're like eight yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like no fish um but i think where it really helps little mermaid is on plot and mm-hmm. it's not as nuanced it's not a great 2018 plot in sure. terms of like what you know, the, the nourishment, the, the, the food that you want to be giving kids. Um, but it is really easy to follow. You know where it's going the whole time. There's a very clear arc of characters. Yeah. Um, and I do want to say, too, like, Ariel doesn't really have flaws that get fixed so much as, like, her flaws are part of her. But she does have a goal that she achieves. And she, she like, sets out to do something and does it. Right, right. Um, and so... With Moana, I feel like they wanted to keep adding complexity, right? Like, they wanted to add in this tradition and this tradition and this piece of, you know, mythology or folklore. And, yeah, they got a little muddled through it. And I think it would have been um, certainly, like, a more uh, efficient movie following Maui's plot. Um, There are a couple deleted scenes that we watched that I'm like, oh, why isn't this? Um, There's a scene of Moana going out. Um, like right up to like where the water gets rough and her father talking about, well, that's a barrier. It's for our protection. And she's like, well, what if barriers are, you know, to, you know, entrap us. So it's like that, that idea of barrier. And I feel like that's something that would actually be a pretty easy thing to put back into the movie and it would make things a little bit more cohesive. And I think, uh, uh, Honestly, here's what I want, or here's here's what makes sense to me is a Moana movie would mm-hmm. be great. I mm-hmm. would love a Moana movie. Uh, I would like a Maui movie. Mm-hmm. Moana and Maui don't necessarily need to exist in the same movie. Like mm. the Moana, like all the deleted scenes. Yeah. Like if you added like the good deleted scenes back yeah. in, you've got another twenty minutes yeah, on that you intro. Do. You, you don't need Maui. Like, I'm no. invested in this yeah. family, this dad, this daughter. Like, mm-hmm. they're great. And I don't dislike Maui. I want to make that super clear. Yeah. But I'm so interested in this village and these people, uh, the village people, mm-hmm. as one might call them. Uh, but I, I'm so invested that, like, I kind of am not ready to move on. They have, right. They have separate arcs that don't really come together in a way that, like, we talk about, like, Woody and Buzz. Like, they both have arcs, but they loop in with each other and they weave together in a way that Maui's and Moana's 
don't. Yeah, he just kind of gets kidnapped by her. Well, like, he works... Like, his, like, interdependence realization makes him come back and help her fight the lava guy. But, like, nothing about her plot fits in with anything else. Well, and and you you said something that I want to circle back on right now, which is... uh, I want to talk about some of the other characters in Moana, like Lava Guy, uh, Coconuts, and uh, Tamatoa. The the diverse cast of villains of Moana. These are like, to me, these are like the Power Rangers villains that aren't that like queen character. So so you got like these like one off the coconuts or the putties. Don't care about and you never get information on before or after. Yeah. Uh, Tamatoa I I I will say we're we're about to like especially Kate Mm -hmm. is about to rag on the villains of Moana. I'm sorry, does Moana have villains? So before she does that So before she does that, I want to come out uh, straight up and say I love Tamatoa. I love his song. I love his look. Wait, did you like his song? Yes, I did. Did you you answer him in the movie when you asked that out loud? I said yes. You were sitting next to me. Do not even act like that's not in other movies. I love Tamatoa. DreamWorks movies. I love his song. You're a DreamWorks movie. I love his song. <laughs> I love his his shininess and his, his goofiness. Uh, and, like, I know we don't get anything from him before. And we don't get anything from him after. Except after the credits. But uh, I like him. I... Hey, Kate. All right. So hey, we'll come back to Tamatoa. Hey, Kate. Yeah. What do you what do you hey what do you think of the villains in Moana's? All right, so in general, I like my stories, whether it's musical theater, or Disney movie, or otherwise, to either have like a big bad caricatured villain, your Ursulas, your Scars, and your Frolos, right, or no villain at all, right? Like in the Heights, the villain is gentrification. Like it's not a it's not a personified villain. Um, and I like that because I feel like that's actually more like how the real world works. Yeah. What would the personified version of gentrification be? And you can't just say that guy from Pocahontas. It, the, the guy from Pocahontas. Damn it. All right. Do um, go on. So, so Ursula works well as category number one, right? She is literally big and bad and caricatured. Like, she is modeled after Divine, the drag queen. She is fabulous. Her song is great. Like, she's just over the top and doesn't care what you think about it. And you understand that... Oh, Dick has just gone on a Moana wiki. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I was just looking for uh, some more pictures of the Kakamora, my other favorite character. I'm sorry, the what? The Kakamora. Do go on. Obviously. We need that term the whole time. Um... And you, like, Ursula is the physical obstacle in Ariel's way, but yep. also, like, you understand that she has a lot of different obstacles in and a way And she's that, the physical obstacle in that boat's way when it's trying to get through. And when it pokes her, when it pops her. When it pops her like an egg. Like an egg. Um, so, so villains have to, right, like a good, if you're going to have a villain, it has to work as a foil to the hero in some way. Yes. And a lot of times Disney does this by physical contrast, right? Big versus little color schemes. Um, but it also has to have a, a contrasting goal, right? Something that stands in the hero's way. 
Well, our first problem is we don't really have a really defined goal for our hero. She needs to heroes. return the heart of Tafiti. Yeah, I guess so. That's a yeah. That's a goal. I mean, I don't know what that means, yeah, yeah. but that's the goal. Neither. She n- says no one does. She says it over and over again, as if to reinforce the plot for everyone. So what your villains should do are are contrast to your hero's goals. So what you have is a surface contra- contrast with um, Tamatoa. So you have three villain sequences, or at least they're kind of uh, coded as villain sequences. Sure. You have the coconuts. I'm sorry, the the cut. Uh, just forgot. Oh, that's funny. Kakamura. 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 <laughs> we definitely knew that term before we went into this. Knew it. Knew it. Um, I know Kakamura, each of their names. Tamatoa. Winky. And Lava. Winky, uh, lava Guy. Pinky. And Clyde. Um, so, first off, those coconuts are one of the stupidest things I've seen in a Disney movie. They have nothing to do with anything. They don't, like, they don't, they have nothing to do with anything. I don't even know why they show up. It's not even like, oh, once we defeat the Kakamura, we get this piece of the puzzle, like, this magic jewel. Like, there's nothing. They just come out of nowhere, and they fight them, and they're gone. It's dumb. In uh, in Lindsay Ellis's video on Phantom of the Opera, we love Lindsay Ellis. We love Lindsay Ellis. Uh, uh, we she she focuses in on this part that they added, uh, where Christine is running down a hallway, falls into a pit, it gets out of the pit, yeah, it continues on, nothing changes, no. and these coconuts are that, except the coconuts look kind of cool. I, I I find them unsettling yeah. in their visual design. Correct. Because there's like, so they're like not coconuts, right? They're like little, like oodles, oodlies, like uh, Ursula's guys. Yeah, that's King but, Triton. But in, right, like, it's but a, he's got a, a coconut on him now. But they have coconut as armor, which we'll get to later. Um, but then they also like chalk up their faces. But like yeah. whatever rendering they use to animate the chalk Seems like just a different texture than the entire animation scheme of the movie. Yeah, it's the texture of chalk. It is unsettling, and I dislike it. You there have, is not a single thing I like about this scene. You have in the movie. weird problems with animation in this movie. I do. So let's move on. Let's move on to a so the better next defined villain, villain sequence. Is the is Tomatoa? And he's great, but Tomatoa's surface basically perfect, but surface conflict with the heroes is that he's got. Maui's hook, That's right? Correct. Who Maui needs to turn into a hawk because they know that they're going to need to shapeshift to it, beat Tafiti, or no, to a, beat the lava guy. That's his power. Yeah. You gonna you gonna take you gonna take Cyclops into battle without his eyeballs? I don't know. Maybe he'd learn something. Like maybe there'd be an arc. Anyway, um, he wouldn't. He's Cyclops. Yeah, he sucks. He'd just die. Um, so Tomato is this giant crab, which I'm already a little bit uncomfortable with. Awesome. But uh, he's got he's got your he's. He's got a song. Yes. Some might call it a villain song, but Great I would song. argue that you need to be a villain to call it a villain song. But Lynn calls it a villain song, so we'll go with Lynn's. Um, so it's it's a great song. It's a David Bowie tribute, the whole thing. Sang by? Sang by Jermaine Clements of... Uh, the Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concords, um, who we, we put together in the special features, like, oh... He is also a Pacific Islander. Like, New Zealand, I guess, counts. Like, kind of. That's cute. I kind of forgot that New Zealand was a Pacific Island. Yeah. Uh, So it it still fits. He's white, but it fits. Um, So you got Tomatoa's song, but, like, 
again, besides it being more entertaining, it's very similar to the Kakamura scene where, like, nothing really changes before or after besides him getting this hook. That's it. They don't, like, speak of it ever again. They don't, like, learn a thing on the side from it. Yes, Dick is raising uh, his hand. Moana learns something from it. She learns about Maui. She does. Yes. Uh, you're, and you're sighing and giving me a look, but she does. It is not a fulfilled promise. So, okay, one moment. I, I will come back to All that right. because I am coming back to that. The third villain sequence is with Lava Monster, um, who you just comes out of nowhere. Looks like, awesome. I didn't know there was going to be a Lava Monster. Did you, Looks Dick? awesome, yeah. From the three minutes? You, yes. You knew that? Yes. All right. There was just so much happening in that three minutes. I feel There's, like... They're like, here's what's happening in that three minutes. Uh, Maui stole something. There's a Lava Monster. You okay. need to put that thing back. So here, here. That's like it. All right. Maybe it's just a, a matter of expectation. Can you name another Disney movie where that much important plot happens in the first three minutes? Yes. Go. Oh, like like now, or like uh, uh, like with like like I mean like I. Don't... So the expectation I'm kind in, of for me. And the bees. There is, but it's very... Okay, that's a great That's a great example. All right. You get the backstory of the prince in the first three minutes you of know the You know that he stole the heart of Tafiti. He's cursed to become a beast. He won't not be a beast until he returns Dick, the heart of Tafiti. Tell me about the animation style of the first three minutes of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I don't know. Really? Is that a real answer? Yeah, all, all I can think of is the kind of scrolling in over the hills. And then that's my... That's after that. And then, yeah. my mind... No, like, right at the beginning, it's kind of like... Well, great. We're going to have to watch Beauty and the Beast. Here's what I here's what I remember. No, that might be first year, right? Oh, boom. So we're scrolling over some hills. And then, like, this douchebag <laughs> prince and Audra McDonald <laughs> and everyone are dancing. Oh, my gosh. And that's we all, talk about this right that's now. That's all I can think of is my so, mind goes straight to the live action. In the action. animated it's movie, so it's, upsetting. it's to, I'm sorry. That's yeah. a bad thing. We need to fix that. Um, it's, it's told in stained glass. Yeah. So you're seeing still pictures with this narration. Cool. In Moana, um, you're seeing animation in different styles. The grandmother is telling the story to these toddlers you figure out after three minutes it's part in tapestry and yeah. part in like representational animation and then part in real animation like you see actual Maui like in the full form I, I'll say it is there's that a is, lot happening that is a fair criticism and I think um, they, they got really excited about like Maui's tattoos mm -hmm. and I think we're like oh what else can we do and I think that's a fair criticism I think if it had stayed with one I think the tapestry animation is like brilliant for telling that story, but if it's only the tapestry, but they should have stuck with that. Yeah, yeah, and I I do agree that that's uh, an overload of stimuli. It is, I mean, literally, Dick. Like, I I watch Disney movies almost for a living. Yeah. Like, <laughs> almost for a living. And by the I, way, our Patreon is. Oh, we don't have a Patreon. We don't have yet. a Patreon yet. When we get one, <laughs> oh boy. Um, I, the third time I watched that movie, I had seen that movie two times yeah. before I even realized Maui was in the first three minutes. Like, that's how much my brain is working 
And I know you saw it before. You're much smarter than I am, apparently. I, I'm but just like, more... my brain was attending to so many things because I feel like in the first three minutes of a Disney movie, what I'm expecting is some world building. Here's what happens in the first three minutes of Little Mermaid. You go to a ship, they sing a sea shanty that's about nothing. Great. And then you dive underwater and you see this mermaid world. Yeah. And that's all you need to know in the, th in the first three minutes, that there is a human world and there is a mermaid world. And it sets up everything else. And you get adjusted to those worlds and then they give you details and information. I, I will also say, yeah, I will say there's, there's uh, a lot of plot right at the beginning. The animation is a little overwhelming. And not for nothing, I don't remember the name Tafiti until it's said like 20 times. But then it's, when it's said 20 times, you don't know what it's referring no, no, to. I, I, I agree. But also I'm saying like uh, maybe it's on me mm -hmm. uh, as like a suburban white man. Sure. But you say Tafiti and Krakatoa and, and, and whatever those coconuts Takamara. are named. And Tamatoa and stuff. And like those are not names that stick with me. And so that's another weakness of that beginning. If they were like... Oh, the island spirit Tafiti. Yeah. And the venture, like, uh, you throw in some, yeah. like, like in, in wrestling, like, we're going to go back to this. Uh, in the WWE right now, they, like, so much don't expect you to remember the wrestlers' names that they attach another thing to them. So every wrestler is, like, Seth Rollins, the Kingslayer, mm. uh, the mm -hmm. Empress of Tomorrow, uh, Asuka. Yeah. Like, they attach, like, an extra thing so that, like, you... If you don't remember the one thing, you remember the other thing. Yep. And also branding. Yeah. But, like, when it's a complicated... When it's a name that will be complicated to your audience, it doesn't hurt to, like, mm -hmm. throw something extra in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just... Um, we were talking about villains, and we talked about... Then we went on a tangent. Well, I mean, surprise, you're... Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um... So, but with this lava guy, they no. do defeat, but not in a traditional method because somehow Moana knows that the green rock belongs in the middle of this lava person and it'll turn back to the green uh, goddess Tefiti, who's yeah. an island. Yep. How she knows this, it's not clear. She's Moana. She is Moana. See, that song, though, that she sings. The musical oh. moments are great. We were oh. getting there. Oh my god! So um, here's so here's my things about the villains yeah. of in general. And we we do need to go back to Tamatoa before we move on. We will. Great. Um, Ursula wants power over her world. Yeah. Ariel wants experience out of her world. Jafar wants unlimited power. He feels like he's, he's trapped, but he has inferior, uh, um, almost infinite power. Aladdin has no power and feels trapped. They're related, right? Yeah. The protagonist and the antagonist are related and juxtaposed in their goals. Well, Moana. But it's Moana has a green thing that she wants to give to Tafiti, and Tafiti wants the green thing that Moana is going to give to her. So it's interesting. In the movie <laughs> Moana, I'm just going to roll over that. Uh-huh. Um, and it's interesting in the movie Moana that the villains have something in common. Okay. That the the coconuts are like guys with like armor on them, <gasps> and the coconuts the armor. Yeah. Tamatoa has armor. He even mentions it by name yeah. in his song. His his armor is his shiny stuff. He's so shiny. He's so shiny. Um, and Tafiti. He sparkles like a wealthy woman's neck. What the heck? 
Tafiti also has like an armor yeah. over her. Molten armor. It's molten dope. armor. So they all have like shields that are hiding their real self. And so obviously the protagonist of the story would also have a shield that's hiding him. I mean her. I mean himself. Or maybe they need a shield. Maybe they want to go to the shield store. Listeners, you're not looking at how deadpan I'm looking at <laughs> my co-host right now. So who has a shield, who has an armor that is also mentioned by name in this Tomatoa song is, is Maui. Yeah. He has these tattoos of his like glory days and his like achievements, right? And it's all to protect him from the fact that his parents did not want him. They, they literally discarded him and he's been doing all of these things, bringing you the sun, the rain, you're welcome, for humans' love. Yeah. For the admiration and respect. And also to protect his fragile ego. Right. Like, he just wants to feel good. Like, not even thinking about his parents. He's like, no, I did all this great stuff. He doesn't have to think about, like, uh, the things he did that might not have been so great. Like, yep. stealing the heart of Tafiti. Right. Which isn't really addressed. No. Like, he is actually kind of the antagonist in terms of the hero's goal. Yeah, he is, like... Right? Like, Like, like yeah. I said... Tafiti and Moana have the same goal. They do. Uh, Tafiti wants it's... that heart. Moana wants to give it to her. It's like it's yeah. like if Ariel was like, "Man, I really wish I could give a witch my voice <laughs> and then turn into a doodly bop." She's like, "Great, that's, that's my old thing too." And then the witch was like, "No, stay away from me." Oh, uh, so broken down this way, it at least it's clear to me. And I try to explain this to other people, and I'm very grateful that my boyfriend agrees with me, but not everyone does. Oh, is he cute? Broken, he's very cute. Yes! Uh, broken down this way, it seems very obvious to me that these villains were constructed to be antagonists to Maui, to reveal something more about Maui and connect to Maui. They have literally nothing to do with Moana, unless you put in that deleted scene about barriers being protection or, um, like, traps, right? <laughs> Trapped. Um, Save it it for a lad. I think that's what I'm missing, right? Like, if Moana has that as a theme, I'm I'm more game to be like, all right, you're villains for Moana. I've I've had the I've um, discussed this movie at length with my brother. Like, we we both almost cried and disowned each other from the. I like that you went from argument to discussion really quickly there. You were there. What would you call it? I would call it an argue discussion. (laughs) Um. It was it was heated. Um, it was dumb. He liked this movie better than we did. He likes this movie a lot. I, I like this movie better than we originally did. Yeah, but. I agree. So uh, my brother was very smart and very well read, especially in terms of like um, comics and mythology and, smells, and fiction. Smells pretty nice most of the time. Yep. Uh, he cooks <laughs> cooks a good. Uh, what do you make casserole? Yeah, yeah. He made some casserole. Yeah. Um, so. He argues that this movie, that my problems with the cohesiveness and, like, the ramblingness, he's like, well, it's told in an Eastern storytelling style, that it's not linear, it's meant to hop around. And I'm willing to buy that, except for, it's not at all what Musker's and Clement, Musker, uh, only one Musker, not two Muskers. There might be more. Um, It's not at all what Musker and Clement's intended. You can tell from, from interviews with them. And there's enough Western linear kind of structural stuff to tell me that it's not, that's not what I'm looking at. And if they were trying to do that, I think it's a hard fail. So, uh, uh, yes. 
but I I think we've 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 done all we need to on the villains, and I want to go back to a word that you said, which is linear. And I think the interesting <laughs> thing here is that well, uh, Little Mermaid was very Ashmany and Mankiny. <laughs> Moana was much linear. Fun fact. I love fun facts. Um, let me tell you about where Lin-Manuel Miranda was at the opening of both of these movies. The this fun is, fact is like is real you creepy. Tell no. me something. Um, so here's a fun fact. Uh, so Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, composer of Hamilton, In the Heights, and also mm-hmm. Moana, and also a bunch of other things. And he was on Bones, and he was Bones. Sorry, wait. House. House, house, a bones? different common noun. Basically the same different thing. Different uh, common noun. There's used a as a last doctor. Name. There's bones in both of them. Okay. Uh, and uh, shout out to the odd life of Timothy Green. Uh, it's getting two shout outs today. That's <laughs> probably more than it's gotten in the last five years. It's a movie about a boy who grows leaves out of his feet. So they're like, cool, we can make pencils out of leaves. Do go on. That's what that's about. I've only heard you say the title. Are you making that up? I am not making that up. Yikes. All right. That's a quote almost. All right. So, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is roughly nine when this movie comes out. Um, A Little Mermaid, not Moana. He he was not nine when he wrote the songs. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, Well, he would have been like seven when he wrote the songs then. So, right. So he credits Little Mermaid as being kind of an eye-opener for him. Um, That he liked musical theater, he liked, you know, kind of like writing stuff, even as a child. Um, And he credits specifically Under the Sea, where he said, this was the first time I heard a song that sounded like music I listened to, that Mm. it was like pop, but, you know, it's kind of the, the calypso jam. Yeah. And he said, oh... Musical theater can be this. Musical theater can be something I already listened to. Um, and he specifically credits that song, Under the Sea, as kind of impetus for basically his career. Yeah. Writing musical theater that sounds like something he'd listen to. Um, so that's a neat connection with this because then he gets to write, you know, 30 years later, he gets to write the music for Moana um, and continue this great tradition of the Disney musical musical. And just to movie con- musical, not music musical. It is a musical musical. It's true. It's not like one of those musicals without music. Yeah. Uh, but just just to like even get some like Lin Manuel timeline. Um, and, and let's let's actually we can we could talk uh, briefly about both composers. The next right? two hours is going to be uh, Lin Manuel Miranda podcast. It is not. If you'd like to hear mo- more about the movies, you can just skip ahead. All right. So we can talk briefly about both composers. Uh, Lin-Manuel, at the time that he writes Moana, mm-hmm. this is uh, before Hamilton's come out. This is... Is this before he's written Hamilton? He's, no, this is during Hamilton. This it's is, before the Tonys. It's before the Tonys, but he's recording demos with Chris Jackson and Pippa Sue. Okay, so this is this is during the writing of Hamilton, but before Hamilton is a thing. It's, it's throughout, right? The right. movie comes out in 2016... Hamilton opens on Broadway July 2015. Mm. So he's writing songs at this point. He doesn't announce it to like August it's been or three September. Years since I've seen Hamilton. Isn't that crazy? No. no, you saw it March 2016. Yeah. It opened in July the previous year. Oh, yeah, I didn't see it opening night. No, you didn't see it opening That's night. That's not how Broadway works. I saw it before opening night. All right. Um, no, so he's writing during Hamilton. Also, we're he best gets, friends with David Diggs. 
we met him once at a bar. It was great. Yeah, we're um, best friends. So he's writing during... He's writing probably the tail end of, like, finishing up writing Hamilton. Yeah. And then when he's at the public doing Hamilton and on Broadway doing Hamilton. So he's, like... He's won his Tonys for In the Heights. Mm-hmm. But at this point, he's kind of, like... He's done one thing. He's done In the Heights. He's done one thing to the public. He's done one thing people care about. But he's it was done, a good decision. He's done Bring It On. He's done Bring It On. He's, done, he's written lyrics for Sesame Street. Yeah, he's he's did a, a, a... He's... This is a hint. Hamilton. No. You're snapping. That's Hamilton. Yeah, when you're jet, you're jet all the way. Oh, he did the Spanish translation of West Side Story. Yeah, he, he's done he, a lot of and stuff. And he's a known like Disney enthusiast at this point, but, a musical theater. But to the public, he is... He's kind of done one thing. Right. Uh, when they make the decision, not when they make the announcement. Sure. But in comparison, mm-hmm. um, we've got Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, our composers are Alan Menken mm-hmm. and Howard, Howard Ashman. Ashman. I'm like starting to tear up just Menken, saying those names. Menken and Ashman, at this point, uh-huh. have done what? Little Shop of Horrors. And? They've kind of got one Little hit. Shop of Horrors. They've kind of got one thing under their <laughs> yeah. belt. Yeah. And it's, it's they've got smaller stuff open in New York, off Broadway, and like closed runs and things like that. But to the public, just just like right. Lynn had a bunch of has right. a bunch of stuff. These guys have kind of one thing at this right. time, and it's like, is are these the, the these guys that did this dark comedy about a plant eating yeah. people? These are the guys we're getting. Just like oh yeah, hey, you know the guy who did the 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 rap musical of. About the puppets in the barrio? I think it's... Yeah, about the puppets. Okay, I, I see your point, and I agree. I think it's a little different. I think Lynn has more of a presence at this point because of Twitter, because of just how media works in 2015 sure. versus 1988. Sure, I'm just saying that it, it, it's interesting that um, like Moana and Little Mermaid, which are the two movies we're talking about, mm-hmm. have... A lot in common. Yeah. And one of the things that they have in common is amazing composers who are potentially, like, Ashman and Menken revolutionized not just Disney movies, but made huge impacts on musical theater. Musical theater, yeah. With not just Little Shop, but also the Disney movies. Mm -hmm. And Lin-Manuel is making huge impacts on musical theater. But... Absolutely true. Disney got them both... Fairly early in their careers. Fairly early I in as- their careers. I assume and for both- Lynn, but definitely for Ashman and Mecca. And in both of these, both of these soundtracks are lifted up as like these are great. They're their first respective Disney movies. Yeah, and they're both uh, f- like a- as strong as I think Little Mermaid is as a movie. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack to Little Mermaid is better than the movie, and the soundtrack to Moana is. Infinitely better than the movie. I love. We we were talking about this. How yeah. like it's it's a weird. It's like a jarring thing when I watch Moana because I know the I I believe and feel in my bones that the plot is a hot mess. Yeah. Um. But when I'm in the musical numbers, yeah. I'm having the best time of my life. And like, you're being even shiny. And in, and shiny is a good song, objectively. Yeah. But the scene doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I enjoy it nonetheless. The black light is weird. It creeps me out a little bit, but Love I'll it. go with it because it's just fun. Um, but yeah, the scenes are very effective. Um, and in a way, we were talking about, we'd seen um, this spring, the musical Carousel, the mm-hmm. revival on Broadway. That 
should not be revived in 2018. I'm sorry, but do like, you mean the musical about the man who beats his wife, then commits suicide, then comes then back to have, from having to beat his daughter? to beat his daughter. Are you talking about that he movie? He didn't beat them, he, he just hit, hit them. them. Um, so Carousel makes even less sense than Moana. Lindsay Mendez is great, though. She oh, deserves that tone. All the actors are great. Everyone involved is great. It's unclear why they chose this specific project. And it's not clear whether they all know they're in the same musical, because Joshua Henry is delivering a very different performance. I want to see Josh Henry's Carousel, just like the whole thing. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. Oh, it's dark and it's great. And then there's that weird scene where it's like, hey, welcome to heaven. Like, I don't know how you darken that one up. Carousel's a weird musical. At any rate, yeah. there are musical moments in that show that, like, make me tear up. Uh-huh. But I'm, like, angry because I'm like, you did not earn this. Ah, you'll Never Walk Alone is, like... Is beautiful. Oh, my God, it's gorgeous. And the ending song where yeah. it's like, oh, this man is redeemed. Even though he just slapped his daughter <laughs> as a ghost. like he just, like, straight up hits the daughter. He is not redeemed but this song makes you feel like everything is okay yeah in i, I will say to a less uh anger inducing extent so. <laughs> moana is the same way we're like oh this is hitting the money this song is not supported by the text like in the text being the rest of the show no. what and, and i've said this to you many times is that i really want to see the movie based on Lynn's songs. Yeah. And I know that in a, an animated feature, things are changing all the time. And so the songs that he wrote, I'm assuming matched a version that was there at the time, but they changed yeah. things and then they couldn't change the songs because they were too far into the process. So I have the, I, I, I'm going to indulge. You, oh. looked, you look up. Oh, you're going to indulge? You looked up the Kakamora on, online. I look, oh, okay. So I feel so like I can look up the Tamatoa lyrics. Yes. Oh my God, These so are good. some of the best lyrics in the, in the movie and it makes me want that other movie, yeah. right? So in Tamatoa's song, um, yet I have to give you credit for my start and your tattoos on the outside. For just like you, I made myself a work of art I'll never hide. And so it flips it, right? So he's like, Hey, you have all these tattoos to hide. I have these shiny things to hide. Yeah. And then later on, the bridge is, and this is the movie I want to see, far from the ones who abandoned you, chasing the love of these humans who made you feel wanted. You tried to be tough, but your armor's just not hard enough. Boom. You tried to be tough, but your armor's just not hard enough. And That's then he the movie says, Heine. that works with the majority of footage that I see yeah. in this film. But it's not the movie they tell you you're you're there for. This I and I'm understanding this argument. Uh, I think uh, in a way that I hadn't before. In that, like, it reminds me of how "Put on Your Sunday Clothes" from Hello Dolly makes Wally seem like a really good movie, even though it's not very good. I love Wally. We disagree on this. I know this is gonna be an exciting one. Yikes! All right, so I so, think so. But musically, yes, they're both effective yes. and I feel like what Lynn does and and I will if someone asks me who's your favorite composer like Alan Menken yeah. even though like I feel like Lynn is doing some more interesting things and he is evolving maybe a little bit more than Alan Menken has in his career it's fine but like screw like I I memorized the music to Beauty and the Beast when I was four I can't tell you a different composer than Alan Menken is uh, my favorite also I, I don't think there are people who can't like badly belt out part of your world at karaoke yeah it's like it's it's, just, it's the it's man a, writes it's a an melody Im impossibly singable song yeah. like and, and like and again like lynn could get there well and here's the thing is that like he's lynn, a, he's lynn does both right 
he well he's a baby but like he has the same melodic he has the same melodic instincts as mm-hmm. Alan Menken and partly because he also grew up on Alan Menken so he takes what Menken and Ashman does and do. I feel like El- do Menken and Ashman do not Mankin and Ashman does. Mankin and Ashman did. Oh, I thought it did. Grabber police! Uh, too much um, So they take... I was I was considering them as a unit, I yeah. feel like. It was a singular noun. I understand. He takes a thing that they do and elevates it to a more nuanced place, which is great, but if your movie isn't nuanced to match or, like, tries to take different nuanced dives... Um, it, it's it's jarring. Yeah. Um, I know he's working on a on a Disney project that like may not appear for ten years because he's so busy with um, the director of Zootopia and they're starting together from scratch. Are they gonna make and it then, better than Zootopia? I hope so. There's I like Zootopia Lynn, a lot. There's some weird uh, uh, unintended. Lynn is like Lynn likes doing mashup stuff and he himself, I feel like is a mashup. I could not tell you the hip-hop influence because I am not well-versed. But if you took, like, for musical theater, if you took Howard Ashman and Stephen Sondheim and just mushed them together, mm-hmm. you would get Lynn manuel Le- Yeah. Like, Plus someone a little bit less... Uh, should, yeah. Yeah. Plus someone of color. <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, no, but, I mean, those are people he cites as his influences. And so I feel like he is... Learned and kind of like uh, squeezed out some like shinier diamonds, shinier diamonds in the rough. Uh, so give me, give me your, uh, because uh, I I I, th- I think it's interesting to talk about. Like, um, I I would like from you your number one, like your fave fave song, uh-huh. and your skip song from each of these movies. Under the Sea, I think might be might be my favorite song of all time. Yeah, like. I tell people Tiny Dancer, but it like, and that's Why also like... Why would you like, tell oh, people Tiny Dancer? It's so good! Oh. And the drum treble... Da, 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 da. Um, Under the Sea is great. Like, it's fluff. I get it. It's not a Sondheim song, but it has the lyrical complexity of a Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Um, or of a Howard Ashman. Let's mm-hmm. just use that as a standard. Um, I love Under You're the Sea. You're saying this Howard Ashman song has the musical complexity of a Howard Ashman song? Um, so what I'm saying is I can listen to it like 60 times on repeat and not get bored. Um, so that's the best song on there. I think Part of Your World also ties for different reasons. I maybe can't listen to it 60 that. times. Oh my we should gosh. just cut that song. You guys have, can go to any number of sources and see that Jeffrey Katzenberg at one point wanted to cut Part of Your World. Wanted to cut Part of Your World. Because a kid dropped popcorn in the preview session and was distracted so he assumed the scene didn't work, and they all had to, like, muzzle him and save it. Anyway, we're glad. It, so, it, so, so your fave song? Under the Sea and Part of Your song. World, I feel like, are tied for different reasons. Because I, like mm, I feel like Part of Your World, like, we talk about the I Want song in musical theater. I feel like Part of, part of Your World is the, is the I Want song. Okay, what's That's, your skip song? My skip song is Le Poisson. Of yeah, course. Of course. What about you? What about Moana? Oh, Moana? Mmm. So, I, a year ago, I would have said how far I'll go. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's a great I Want song. You Were With Me, I like applauded after that song and yeah. the original viewing. It was awkward. Um, <laughs> I Think You're Welcome is my favorite now. And it's partly because of my time spent with elementary kids, which mm. is most of my year. They freaking love that song. Yeah. If they know one song from Moana, it's that. It's not like the girls know how far I'll go, but everyone knows you're welcome. It's not just the boys. No. Um, I think it's a little bit catchier. I think it's a little bit more clever. Like how far I'll go is a very traditional I want song. It's very well done, but you're welcome is an innovative kind of structure um, for a song and a musical and then in a Disney musical in particular. So I think that's, Number one, there's a lot of good music on this sure. score. And what's your skip? My skip is, now I have to think, and we're thinking like songs with lyrics, Yes, right? we're thinking songs with lyrics. You can't cap out and just be like, but well, inter- it's one of those. The way I listen to Moana is the whole soundtrack and they're interspersed. Sure, but what song with lyrics is your skip song? Um, is there, um, which I think is an interesting argument yeah. uh, for Moana. Sure. Because that's my skip song, too. Is, uh... Maybe, like, the Maybe. A Way Away reprise. I get, right? It's like a reprise. Like, that's the... Oh, now I have to do... And now I have to look. No, you don't. You keep talking um, about this. Okay. Like, I, I feel like my skip song is Warrior Face, which isn't in the movie anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, uh, La Poisson is a skip song... Uh, for sure. I like that song. Yeah. I think it's awesome in the movie. It's I don't cute. need it on the soundtrack. Right. Um, Part of Your World is is by far my favorite song. Yeah. Though, honestly, Fathoms Below... Oh, see, that would be my second skip it song. It grew on me so much. I think it sets the tone yeah. in a beautiful way. Like, I don't want that song anywhere but first. Sure. But I really love that song. Sure. Um, But, like, Moana, I don't have a skip song. Does the dun 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 Count? It's in a different language. Oh, that like that like twenty second. No, it doesn't. Also, that's probably my favorite song. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's either that or the the first song, the very Boy, first I song. I like that. I l- yeah. love that song. Yeah. Okay. Yes, adorbs. No. Oh, that's the wrong line, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. I wanna see. Okay. So. All right. Let's let's so, let's let's wrap this up. We've got a couple of things we do before we wrap up the podcast. That's true. And the first thing we do is Kate. What's your MVP? Who's your MVP of each of these movies? I'm good. This is going to be probably the same for a lot of our podcasts. Um, my MVP is Howard Ashman's legacy. Okay, your MVP is Howard Ashman. Always. Great. <laughs> um. Uh, so he tells the story. He he he's responsible for the Little Mermaid being the yeah. Little Mermaid, both in the song lyrics. We didn't even talk about how he's responsible for that line by King Triton, the how nope. much I'm gonna miss her. We didn't. And Sebastian's, uh, you know, you should go down back under the sea and be miserable like for the rest of your life. Said we didn't talk about it, but we were still talking about it. Howard Ashman is responsible for those lines. He's responsible for humanizing. A lot of Little Mermaid. He's also responsible for Lin-Manuel Miranda, as far as I'm concerned, or a third of Lin-Manuel Miranda, and so I'm grateful for that. Awesome. And your MVP of Moana? No. MVP total. That's how we do this. Is that how we do this? Yeah, it is. Great. 
He affected Moana. I, I connected it. Fine. I made a connection. Fine. Dick, what's your MVP of uh, both movies? The Rock. Yeah, that's correct. Because uh, he is awesome in Moana. Mm-hmm. Even though his character is not. His voice acting is great. Even though he has the worst joke in both movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I friggin' love The Rock. Um, I, I would say, like, my uh, uh, my second would be, uh, if I got a second MVP, uh, if I did, uh, it would be René Abergenois, also known as Odo. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, no, I, I, I really love The Rock in this movie. I love that he sings. I love that he's, uh, like, he, like, he's a big, strong man who has professionally had to take amazing care of his body his entire life. And he plays, like, a kind of stocky, like, Maui's strong, but he's, mm-hmm. he's stocky, he's kind of goofy looking, like, mm-hmm. he's, uh, like, kind of an arrogant idiot. And the Rock plays it uh, beautifully. It's very he's he's very funny, uh, and also uh, uh, his work with Mick Foley in the Rock and Sock Connection. All right, done. What? Not, <laughs> not Come related. on, not Come related. On. All right, you can look that up later. Um, so, Dick, if you were going to, I'm yeah, bringing this at you right away, if you were going to create a crossover event between these two oh, movies, event. It could, it, there's a lot of forms okay. this could take, so I'm just saying an event. Right. If you're going to cross over, do a crossover between Little Mermaid and Moana, what does that look like? Well, let, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Here's what I want. I want uh, the chef, played by Rene Abergenois, and the rock, played by Maui, in a steel cage match. That's what I want. All right. Uh, legit, those characters would be funny together. Boom. So also, I guess like Lin Manuel Miranda and Howard Ashman. Oh, in a room together. Oh, I never Ooh. thought about that one. That's would, always my your... answer to like, who's your dinner party? Like, who's your like famous guest dinner party, dead or alive? It's like Howard Ashman, Lin Manuel Miranda. I don't even have to be there. I just want them to talk. <laughs> That's not my crossover though. My crossover is fifty uh, percent related to yours. Yes. Um, it's literally replacing. Um, uh, Sebastian and Le Poisson with Hey Hey. Um, I think it would make Hey Hey way funnier. Like it would be a much better use of Hey Hey than most of the movie. And maybe Hey Hey would like, run as fast as Sebastian. It could be Sebastian. like Le Poulet, Le Poulet. Yeah, and we could just get rid of Hey Hey Hey. You could still rhyme with it. Whoa, do it again. Le, le Poulet, Le Poulet, he he he, Hey Hey Hey. Nice. Yes, yeah. uh, the rhyme scheme still works. Uh, you're like you got a, Hey Hey running around. You're like a regular there. Howard Mencken over here. Howard Mencken. Look at you go. Um, that's my crossover. All right, so the the final, mm-hmm. the final question, mm-hmm. Kate, and I know we haven't prepared for this. We haven't ever talked about these questions before, and I'm about to blow your mind out of the these water. These might be two of the movies we talk about the most just in daily life, yeah. not preparing for a podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I know. I know a lot of podcasts uh, say that we listen to podcast the ride like nonstop, and this next question is actually kind of inspired by one of their questions that they ask. Uh, but, like, they're always like, yeah, this is basically the same conversation we have when we're not recording. And this honestly is the same conversations we have when we're not recording. We talk about these movies a lot. But, Kate, Phillips. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Final question. 
for Moana? We'll do Little Mermaid first, then Moana, right? All right, great. L- Little Mermaid. You just switch that up. That's I, great. I switched it up. No I'm problem. Crazy. Yeah. Are you, are you still yeah, ready? I'm prepared. Okay. For Little Mermaid, are you going to re-release it? As is. As is. Mm-hmm. Release a special edition. Mm-hmm. Maybe plus it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or stick it in the vault with uh, uh, Song of the South. Put that thing back where it came from. Yeah, it got to help me. Uh, so Little Mermaid, I, we we have discussed this before, as as aforementioned. Um, I would I would in my ideal world, I don't know what the point of this would be, but in my ideal world, I think you can um, kind of like uh, spiffy up the animation mm-hmm. on Little Mermaid based on what they know now and based on the money they have now, mm-hmm. um, just to make like things like not poop water, like have some like actual like sunset gradient or something yep. um but uh, push comes to shove i would say re-release little mermaid i think it works as is i think yeah i think it's engaging i think um you know kids pay attention to it adults pay attention to it like the story is easy to follow the characters are fun re-release so for for me little mm-hmm. mermaid i think you get like some actors that can't sing uh some weird 3d effects and you oh. just use no, little... Okay, but if Harvey Firestein is Ursula, I'm in for this live action. I hate these live actions as a general concept. Like, you'll hear me talk about this later. I, but I... if Harvey Firestein is Ursula, I think it might be worth it, even if the rest of the movie is hot garbage. I feel like I've kind of gotten a, a, as much Harvey Firestein as I need. <gasps> I'm sorry, he peaked, oh. on, he peaked on The Simpsons. You tell me one thing the he's Simpsons. done better than what Simpsons. What year was that? It was season two, Simpson and Delilah. I'm sorry, was that before Hairspray? Yeah. Have you maybe. seen Hairspray? Yeah. Have you seen Simpson and Delilah? No. No. You have not. Anyway, he'd be a great Ursula. Uh, he, right, he'd be a great you, Ursula. What do you actually do with The Little Mermaid? I, I special edition. Okay. Have to. Um, I, I love this movie mm-hmm. a lot. I love to watch it. Uh, but the poop water. Honestly, like the, the ending scene they're in still... It's just still water. There's just there's no movement. By poop water, we don't mean there's feces floating in it. It's, no, but it's, it's brown color. It's brown water. It's not, and it's like a background. It's not moving. It's yeah. not sparkling. They ran it's out just, of money and time. Yeah, it's stagnant water. Yeah. There, there are a lot of scenes where there is just bad things happening animation wise. Yeah. Yeah. I also just don't like the design of Vanessa. I think we can read. I think we can read sure. that. Sure. Uh, she just. In my mind, I can't even picture her. I just picture uh, uh, Esmeralda. Oh, that's weird. I know. That's not what she looks like. <laughs> no. That's what I think She's of. Much bonier. Because I can't picture Vanessa. That's okay. Um, so you spiff up the animation. You, you spiff up the animation and you redo all the music because it's terrible. No, oh my God, don't hit me. Um, no, you, you spiff up the animation. That's really all that needs to be done. Like, this is a... Uh, uh, it is an amazing movie, but it, it could look nicer. It it could be redone to an extent with the money that they've made yeah. off of Little Mermaid since it came out. But supporting the supporting the audio track, yeah, like, and the audio track doesn't need to change a bit. I no, don't think. not one bit. And, and and you can add in like uh, uh, Nemo. Mm. <laughs> no, oh, I please. love I love Nemo. Don't, but don't I don't, add I don't in Nemo. Add in Dora. Um, okay, so Moana, 
what I do is I actually... What would you do with Moana? I do what we were talking about before. How do you solve a problem like Moana? I split it. I do a Maui movie, Mm. and I do a Moana TV series. Mm. Because actually it works better. Oh, you're 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 shaking your head no. So here's the thing. I think at least, unless they're going to totally revamp the character, Moana is more suited for having like... Um, static characteristics that help her solve individual uh, Scooby mysteries. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's fair. As opposed to Maui, who has the arc. So I'm I'm basically splitting this literal movie into Moana's story is episodes. Yeah, Maui's story is a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what I do. And I think I don't know if that's considered dead. No, that would be special edition it's slash special edition. like remix. Uh, slash burn it to the ground and build kind of it like up again. It's chopped of uh, the uh, Yeah, Disney judges world. I've prepared for, or chefs I've prepared chefs for prepared you. Chefs have two vastly different things yeah. based on the same concept. Yeah. And nice. I think I throw the coconuts in the vault. Can I do that? Yeah. Just, they're terrible. They're terrible. Also, they're the whole premise of the DVD, like, um wallpaper animation yeah like your menu screen is just the coconuts chasing Maui and Moana it doesn't make sense because you're not asked to buy into the coconuts at any point I, I don't I don't want to go on a tangent here but are we over animated menus can I just hit, hit like a play button and a special features the button? little mermaid menu by the way is just Ariel on the rock and the water is shimmering and boy it's does that great. audio repeat do 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 do. Okay. But it's a good visual animation loop. It's very simple. Audience can't see me rolling my eyes. Okay. Well, Dick. Uh, yeah. Thanks for talking about Mervain and Moana, can which I, we've never can talked I tell about. Tell you what I do with life. Moana, or oh, do you want oh to just end the podcast? I'm so sorry. Because you hate me. You talked about DVD extras, and I I got distracted. That's fair. Cool. Here's what I do with Moana. It's similar. I make Moana a movie. Mm-hmm. I really love the idea of the character of Moana. I think given a movie, you can do something with that character. I know you disagree. No, no, no. Can I ask you? Yeah. Uh, in 30 seconds or less, what is, what is her arc? Uh, her arc is... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not writing the movie. Sure. Great. Ask Lynn. So I think... I think you make Moana the movie. I think you center uh, more around village life uh, before she mm-hmm. heads off. I, I think, you know, maybe we even, like, cut back to the village. I don't know, to, like, indicate this thing that Um Yeah, you never do. You see the village in do. the first act and in the last scene, and that's it. And, and I, think, I think you can make a good movie. And I think we take Maui and Hey Hey, and we make a short and I think it's a hilarious short where Maui's like, I'm going to cook this chicken. And he's hey, like, hey, hey, don't cook me. And I think that's fine. I think that's an overuse of hey, hey, and an underuse of Maui. But I, I'm, I'm willing to see it through. I agree, but it would be a better short than, uh, <laughs> than Olaf's uh, cultural oh. appropriation Christmas. Which short is the last word you'd use to describe it? But we'll talk about that when we get to Coco. Oh yeah, I was in Coco. <laughs> I just said Coco. Weird. So like Coco. 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 
All right. That's, anyway, that'll you know, be a different let's episode. Let's wrap this up. Uh, Dick Ward, thank you for drinking some Mermaid. Kate Phillips, thank you Merman, for drinking some Merman. Merman IPAs Merman with me. IPAs with me. Um, go go uh, Coney Island Brewery. We're shaking hands. We are shaking hands. Um, it's weird. Um, thanks for talking about female leads with water themes. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time on... Uh, Hell in a Cell. The Cellmates. Can I give you one note? Yeah. I think you need to be meaner about Moana. Oh, I'm trying not I, to be so I mean about Moana. I think the audience might be confused and think that you like oh, it. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs>